welcome to episode number 32 of Sports Bar Talk. 32! Let's go! This podcast smells better than mildew! That was cheesy, I know, but I like to have a little pun before every episode. Anyway, welcome to Sports Bar Talk. I am your humbled host, Alex Nairi. I haven't introduced myself in a while, so I'll go ahead and say my name. I'm Alex Nairi. Howdy-do, everybody. If you're new to the podcast, sure dang glad to meet ya. This is Sports Bar Talk, where we talk about sports and food. We'll have a food of the week a little bit later. I haven't even thought of a food of the week. I'm going to think of... Think of it on the fly as we go while I'm podcasting here. And if something good comes up when I think about it, that'll be the food of the week. So let's dive in. This is Sports Bar Talk, and we got the best scene in the house. And there's a sport that literally dropped the puck last week that I was going to talk about last week's up on last week's episode. But the James Harden trade I just thought was, and I needed to lecture you guys about you know, getting your win, whatnot. I apologize for that. Um, I felt like that was more important. I needed to push the hockey another week. So, I do want to touch on the hockey right now. It did start a uh, little bit different to how they're doing it this year. Is that different from the NBA. NBA, of course, they're playing 72 games and they're traveling and whatnot. And you have the Raptors. Of course, playing in Tampa Bay, but they're the only Canadian team. So the NHL, they're doing things a little bit different. They are playing the puck drop last week or two weeks ago. I think it was last week. And they are playing a 56-game season. And you're only playing... They realigned the divisions for this year only, so... And you will only play teams in your division this year. Which, first thought of that is it's terrible. You're going to see the same teams playing each other at least once or twice every couple, two or three weeks. That would bore me. Um, I know that from a fact watching some of these. I also play Madden competitively. And the one time they did a 10-week tournament and everyone played each other twice. And boy, that got boring seeing everyone who used basically the same players on their team and same teams. And same players and <laughs> a little tongue-tied and the same people going against each other. It just got boring real quick. But I had to watch it because I love competitive men. Um, so back to hockey, though. You have the teams and the divisions. And you want to talk about money and profit and capitalism as a little piggyback from our theme from last week's show. The divisions now have sponsors. So each... And most of these sponsors were already pretty big sponsors with the NHL before. Uh, so, for example, so the divisions are, you got the Honda West Division, uh, the Scotia North Division, which Scotia is like PNC Bank up in Canada. Uh, the Mass Mutual East Division, and the East Division is where you'll find our local teams, for those listening in Pennsylvania, the Penguins, the, the Capitals, and the Flyers. You have the and you also have the Discover Central Division. So, four divisions. There's eight teams in the West, seven in the North, eight in the East. Central has eight. Uh, but the cool part about it is one thing: when we get to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and maybe the NBA will look to this as a model. No conferences, so there won't be an Eastern Conference playoffs. There won't be a Western Conference playoffs. It'll basically be based on 
seeding. And I even think they might have expanded the playoffs. I don't know much. I don't watch much hockey. Did watch the overtime of the Penguins-Capitals game on Sunday because I wanted Sidney Crosby at the game-winning goal. But I don't really watch hockey. I'll watch the playoffs. I'll watch the Winter Classic. Used to love watching hockey in middle school and even a part of high school. But I just, I didn't, I don't like it that much. Uh, I don't know why I don't. Basketball, I just find more intriguing. But hockey is fun, fast-paced, and you get some fighting involved in it as well. Speaking of fighting, the UFC is back on Fight Island. little throwback to our first show when we talked about Fight Island and whatnot. Uh... UFC 257, the first pay-per-view show of the year over at Fight Island. Now, this is the third UFC event of the year. They had a show. We're recording this on a Friday, by the way. They were, they did this last Saturday event. Fight Island is the first ever UFC on ABC. It was the first time a combat sports event had aired on ABC in 20 years. And it was the first time the UFC was on over-the-air television since 2018 when they were over at Fox. It was a great main event. Mad Mac, Max Blessed Holloway taking on uh, Calvin Cater. Uh, Holloway dominated the fight. It was too good, but as a hardcore fan, I don't want to bore you with that. But UFC 257 is coming up, and I know a lot of casual sports fans who don't watch the UFC, but they will watch for one fighter only. Connor, the notorious Connor McGregor, and he is returning to the Octagon Saturday night, Saturday to be exact, January 23rd, he will be fighting Dustin the Diamond Poirier. These two men fought back in 2014, and McGregor got the best of uh, Poirier. That was in 2014 at UFC, well, what was it, 247, so not 247, I'm looking at a typo. Uh, it was UFC 178, it was September 27th, 2014, this, I believe, was for the title, uh, the lightweight title or the featherweight title at the time, it was at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, um, they're no longer do shows there, it's in beautiful Las Vegas, it was the, it was not the headliner, oh my, but, it was a good fight nonetheless, McGregor won performance of the night honors that night. So basically he made $50,000 for his performance. And it was, a lot of people point to that fight as the fight that really took Conor McGregor on the road to superstardom now. And look at him. Multi-millionaire. Has his own line of whiskey. Proper number 12. Beautiful. Also on the co-main event, a pre- the co-main event, a pretty good fight between Dan the Hangman Hooker and making his uh, UFC debut, Michael Chandler. He, of course, comes over after his contract ran out at the UFC's rival promotion, Bellator. Um, so, a lot of people have been... E- a lot of m- hardcore mixed martial arts fans have been waiting to see him debut in the UFC. It's finally here. Dan Hooker. And I, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Khabib Nurmag... Well, probably not, but if you watch Center, a lot of you have heard of Khabib. I'm talking about Khabib Nurmagomedov, Russian MMA fighter. Quite possibly the most dominant combat sports athlete of all time. In his professional mixed martial arts career, he fought 29 times, and he won all 29 fights. And he didn't just win them, he dominated them. So, 
it's almost like a comparison would be, you know, Michael Jordan in the night and the Bulls in the nineties, or the Patriots one when Brady was there. That's what we're talking about, domination. Now, Khabib, after his last fight against Justin Gaethje in October, retired immediately after the fight. Sadly, he lost his he lost his dad to COVID. Uh and his dad wanted him to keep going trying to get the 30, but the mom was like, you got to fight. I want you to retire. And But Khabib was like, I owe this fight to this dude. I have to fight one more time. So the mom let him, but then he, he had to say this was it. Did his performance, retired in the octagon. Now, Dana White, who I've talked about on this show before, is trying to get, and he, Dana's a really good convincer. He's trying to snap Khabib to come out of retirement. So they had a meeting last week. Khabib basically told Dana this. Between the two fights I just mentioned, Hooker and Chandler and McGregor Poirier, I need to see something special is what he said. If, if I see something special, maybe I'll come out of retirement to fight one of these guys. Because Khabib, one of Khabib's goals before his dad passed was, I want to get the fair DNL. Be very interesting. And Khabib shared a thought on this fight. There was a little clip, and he said, if McGregor will... Take the fight early, but he thinks if it goes to the later rounds, Poirier has a chance to get the win. So, good fight. The early prelims start at 6.30 over on ESPN+. Plus. If, if you already have that, great. If you don't, it's $6 a month. Uh, then at 8, the prelims move over to the main ESPN. Like, that actual ESPN, the main channel. Then at 10, you can catch the pay-per-view on ESPN+. Plus pay-per-view. It used to be that the cost of pay-per-views was 64 It has increased $6, so it's up to 70 No big deal. Uh, it's one of the fights I, I'm going to order. I've never watched. I've never. I've always wanted to get, I want to buy a Conor McGregor fight before he retires, and this could be it. But I don't think it will because McGregor wants to take his lightweight belt back. That's what he has said all along. So, uh, oh, and uh, before we pick the games, I'll get, let me give you the odds for that fight uh, just in case you want to. Bet it again. Our lines are provided by the DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't promote betting in any way. I don't do it. But I like to give us some odds to see who the favorite potentially is in the fight. So in the Hooker-Chandler fight, Hooker is the favorite at minus 134. Chandler is a plus 105 favorite. Basically what that means when I say minus 134, you have to bet $134 to win $100. Uh, for Chandler, you just got to bet like 95 I believe, or 90 or something like that. Or no. It's not like that. If you bet $100, you'll get 105 if Chandler wins. It's basically a pick em fight. McGregor right now is the favorite in the other fight at minus 305. Poirier comes in at plus 250. So you have to bet $305 to win 100 essentially, if you're picking McGregor. If you bet Poirier and you bet 100, you'll get 250 So that's what we mean by that. Let's get to the picks. And we're going to go, not in the significance of my opinion of what game's more intriguing or whatnot. We're going to get into, well, we're going in the order. So, we have our first game, the NFC Championship game at Chili Lambeau Field, the Frozen Tundra. Tom Brady, the ageless Tom Brady. Antonio Brown, who's not playing in the game. Rob Gronkowski. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go up to Chili Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the Green Bay Packers. If the Bucs win, we're looking at NFL history on our hands, by the way, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
would be the f- first team in NFL history to be in the Super Bowl at their home stadium. Because the Super Bowl this year is in Tampa at Raymond James. Imagine the atmosphere. Now, the NFL did announce today that there will be 22,000 fans at the Super Bowl, and 7,500 of them will be uh, frontline healthcare workers. So good on the NFL, recognizing the frontline workers. Um, right now, the odds, you have the Packers, the favorite, at minus 3.5, minus 3.5 points. The over-under set at 51.5, so we're looking at a, at a little shootout. And this game is also on your local Fox station, Joe, Troy, uh, Aaron, and I believe Tom Rinaldi on the sidelines. This will be a fun game. Uh, the Bucks. a lot of people weren't really giving them a chance against the Saints, but you can never, never bet against Tom Brady. That's one thing I've learned over the years watching NFL football. Never bet against Tom Brady. I didn't think he'd be able to do it two years ago against Mahomes. I didn't think he'd be able to do it uh, against the Steelers, and he did it. Um, just never bet against Brady. And... Even though he won't be without Antonio Brown this weekend, he's going to be... He'll have still have some weapons. He's got Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Penn State alum Chris Godwin, Cameron Brait. Might see a lot of Scotty Miller if there's no Antonio Brown. Going to see a lot of Scotty Miller. They have to get better on defense. Now, you could make the case that the Bucks really didn't win last week, won only last week because of their defense. And yes, that's true, because all the Bucks' touchdowns came off of turnovers and short fields. So I need to see more from this Buccaneers offense. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. Ronald Jones, you know, it didn't look like he was going to play last week. He played, and he looked absolutely amazing. So the run game, I'm not concerned with in Tampa. It's the pass game. Can they sustain long drives? It's going to be tough. You have fans in Green Bay. It's not a lot, but they they make it so loud that it feels like Lambeau is packed. But on the other end, you got Aaron Rodgers, who's going to win NFL MVP this year. You have Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon are the backs. Robert Tanyan, Alan Lazard, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They're going to... They know how to run their offense. Rodgers is some, one of the best at getting hard counts in the league. Actually, he's the best. Um, be very interesting. Um, can the Bucks get a pass rush? That's the only way because and that they can slow Rodgers down. I see the Bucks defense has to play like they did last week against the Saints. Um, there, it, it'll have to Brady will be fine, but the defense is going to have to win this game. You're going you're gonna to have to find a way to force Aaron Rodgers to make some errant throws and force a couple turnovers. And the re- how you do that is the D-line has to get pressure. And the Bucks' defense concerns me. Uh, I don't know if they can get pressure, so we'll see. In terms of the game, though, I like the Green Bay Packers. I think they're the more complete football team, but I will mention this. It's going to be chilly. I even think there could be some snow in Green Bay. And if anything, the Buccaneers are the team that is probably could be the most prepared for this. Now, what? You're probably thinking Florida team. Why, 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 why? Well, Tom Brady and Gronk, they played in these type of conditions every year, it seems like, for the past 10 years for Gronk. 20-plus for Brady. 
and Brady played his college football in Michigan. And a lot of these guys have played Big Ten football in Mich- in the North. So, if there's a team that could go in and beat the Packers, and I said this all along, it'd be the Bucks. Why? Brady knows how to play. Brady, Gronk, they know how to play in cold weather. Even Antonio Brown, if he was playing, he would know it because Pittsburgh. State College, it gets pretty chilly, so Godwin kind of knows it. But I like the Packers, and I do think they cover. I do think they cover. Even though you're getting basically the cushion of a field goal, so you can make the case that the Bucks would cover the spread, even if the Packers won. We'll see. But the over-under is a 51.5. But let's get to the AFC Championship game. What do you say? Uh, you've got the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I said Buffalo Bills and AFC Championship game in the same sentence. They travel to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. I don't know if he's playing. McCole Hardman. And the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. I'm talking about. You're defending. Super Bowl champions. Kansas City Chiefs. So, this, and the line, by the way, is also three and a half. Chiefs are favored. Over under is at 40, 54 and a half. Now, anything's possible, baby. Oh, my God. I was scared. You know, my heart stopped when Mahomes got hurt. And it looked like he took a big shot. So replays not much. He has that toe injury. We don't know how he'll be limited. No one's really talking about it in NFL circles and on, on the sports radio stations I listen to during the week. But Mahomes is a gamer. And, you know, Chad Henney's a gamer, too. Uh, that third and 14, I don't know if I would have ran the ball. I might have just taken the sack and let the clock burn. I thought from the looks of it, he had a first down. I can't believe it. They still marked him short, even with the measurement and the review. But it's just unbelievable what Chad Henney did against Cleveland. And props to Cleveland. They would have. They probably wouldn't have had a chance of Mahomes stayed out there. But they showed fight, the Browns did. I thought there was even a point in that game when Mahomes went down. They said Mahomes won't be back and after Cleveland at the long drive. I thought to myself, I think Cleveland has a very good chance at winning this football game. And I thought at one point they'd do it. Anyway, but the third, and then fourth and one. Yes, maybe you go for it if you have Mahomes. But I would have punted it. I thought maybe they were out there coming out of the two-minute warning. You were going to get Cleveland to potentially jump off sides. And even the announcers, Jim and Tony, best announcing team in all the sports, in my opinion. Uh... Thought he was going to jump off. Thought he was just trying it. It didn't look like they wanted to run a play. If you watch the that play over again, Tyree Kill does a great acting job on that play. Just watch him. When they motion him, he just looks laid back, like not like in a normal position where you're ready to run a play. Henny, Henny takes the snap, rolls out, fires at the hill in the flat. He catches it. Chiefs win the ball game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm 
I don't want to say proud of the Chiefs. Because Buffalo is going to be a much tougher task. But Buffalo can't get a pass rush. And it's almost the same key as for Tampa Bay. They need to get a pass rush. You got to you gotta pressure Mahomes, even though he's also great scrambling. But you got to pressure him. Make him feel uncomfortable. Uh, he's got. We don't know what the toe is feeling like. Now, I know he had a presser today. Maybe he's commented on it. But I feel like the toe injury is getting overlooked here. Could, could it affect his mobility to run the ball? Is he going to turn into almost like a pocket passer? Almost like what we saw with Tyler, Taylor Heineke in the Washington... Uh, Tampa game in the wild card round. I don't know. But the Chiefs have the playmakers, but the Bills have the playmakers too for Josh Allen. You know, Stephon Diggs, who gets to go to his second career championship game. If you remember, he was part of the Minneapolis Miracle and they made the NFC championship game and got absolutely destroyed by the Eagles. Um, so Stephon Diggs, he knows what it's like getting heartbroken in the game before the Super Bowl. Gabe Davis, John Brown, tight end situation, Tyler Croft, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Dawson Knox. Sorry for the blank. Um, be very interesting. It'll be very interesting. Um, by the way, this game's at 640 on CBS. So the 3 o'clock NFC is always on Fox, AFC Championship game on CBS. Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. This will be an interesting game. I I, I think Butker will do a much better job kicking. The one kick that he missed was a holder issue. But it sounds like they're getting they're it sounds like they're getting the kinks worked out. I think Butker will boot that ball far. I know he was making sixty seven yarders in warm ups. It's in Kansas City. The crowd will favor the Chiefs. The Bills will put up a big fight. This will definitely be a high scoring affair. It'll definitely hit the over, but I like the Chiefs. I don't like them to cover, though. I think but it's going to come down to Butker having to hit a game-winning field goal. So, I like the Chiefs. I don't like them to cover. I think they'll win by one or two. But it'll be a really good game. So, there you have it. Next week when we're talking, it'll be the Packers and the Chiefs in the State Farm Super Bowl. And I purposely said State Farm there because... Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes are both appear on State Farm commercials. Be perfect. It would be absolutely perfect. Uh, real quick, a food of the week that I would like you guys to ponder and get hungry about. You can only get this down south. And since we're picking Tampa Bay and, you know, we got the Florida connection and whatnot, I thought, let's do Alligator. I have had alligator maybe twice in my lifetime when I went to St. Augustine, Florida a couple times. They have fried alligator, and if you're thinking to yourself, ooh, fried alligator, don't think that way. Go down to Florida after COVID, get some. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, those alligators taste just like chicken. I thought I was having a chicken tender. It was alligators. Fried alligator tasted like chicken. It was really good. I felt for my dad who's got the seafood allergy. Very good. Very good. Fried alligators. Uh, since I didn't think much about it, and I'm making this a quick episode because it's 5 o'clock and I got other stuff I need to do, so I'm going to end the podcast right now. But stay safe. Wear a mask. This is Sports Bar Talk, where we got the best seat in the house. Go watch McGregor. 
and go watch the NFL playoffs on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday.